recognizing the season that we're coming into and also recognizing why we're celebrating it. The story of amazing love. Really, of, of Jesus in heaven seeing there's a need and because of his love, he sends his Savior. Jesus comes down to this earth and uh, becomes our Savior and still is our Savior. Uh, the story of amazing love. That's love. It's true love. Uh, thank you, PJ, uh, for, for leading us. The other, another song that really spoke to me this morning was your presence, Lord. The presence of the Lord is amazing. And we're grateful for that this morning, and, and you uh, talked about that uh, is, as well. So thanks for leading us. Thank you, each one, for being here. Welcome this morning to each one of you. I know there's some visitors. Uh, Mark, it's good to have you and your family here, so welcome. It's an honor having you here. Uh, and for the other rest of you that are here, thank you so much for coming. Uh, bless you this morning. Uh, it's, a, it's a good day. Thanksgiving is obviously Thanksgiving's past. Christmas is coming up. It's an exciting time for a number of people. And I, I use that number very, um, I used it on purpose because there are, when it comes to holidays, uh, sometimes it's difficult for people. And, uh, you know, when you have, when you, when you are especially connected with someone to where you had a relationship or you lost a friend or a loved one, uh, it's a little different. And I'm there now as well. When you have loved ones that are not there to celebrate with, it's different. And uh, so I want to bless each one of you and honor you as well as you go through the Christmas season um, with, uh, with the family and friends that you still have. So good stuff. We're going to keep moving here. We have quite a bit to do, and I don't want to go late this morning because we have a Christmas dinner and I'm, maybe some other people have Christmas dinners as well. As well. So we're going to roll through this pretty uh, fast. Uh, Daniel, where are you at? We're going to do the offering. The offering um, is for the missions fund this morning. And in regards to that, uh, Barb sent me some pictures this morning, but I think we're just going to put it on Facebook as well. But uh, the, the cholera in Haiti uh, is, is getting worse. Uh, and so it is a really big deal uh, for Barb and the clinic there. She texted me this morning. She said she got a call. She got called out like before five o'clock this morning over to the clinic to help out a patient. Uh, but she sent a number of, of pictures this morning. Uh, but I think we'll just throw them on the Facebook. That way you can you can look at them as well. But keep praying for Barb. It's uh, not only the economic situation, but now this whole cholera thing that they're dealing with there uh, as well. So. Uh, Barb, if you're listening this morning, uh, we want to bless you with strength and courage, and we're going to pray for you just in a little bit as well. The offerings for the missions fund this morning, so let's pray for that, uh, and we're also going to pray for Barb because we know she's in Haiti this morning, and Barb, if you're listening, uh, we just want to bless you and honor you uh, this morning with what you're doing uh, there in Haiti. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you're our God, and we can sing about Noel and what you have done for us, your amazing love. So, Father, this morning, thank you for your amazing love. We bless you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for each person that's here. Thank you for Barb this morning. And I pray a special blessing for Barb uh, as she is on the field uh, in a difficult economic situation right now in Haiti. Uh, I pray a, a blessing and a protection 
on her with all that's going on around her, uh, that you would uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually protect her, but also as she works in the clinic and specifically now with all the cholera patients uh, that seems to be on the rise. Lord, I pray just grace, strength, courage, uh, a joy. Give Barb uh, just a sense of purpose and joy uh, as she goes through each day, Lord, that uh, you would bless her, that she could bless others, and that you would be glorified. So uh, pray a special blessing on Barb and also Natalie. Lord, we pray uh, a blessing on her as well uh, this morning. Thank you for the way you give to us as we give toward the missions fund this morning. Pray a blessing on the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so thank you, Daniel. Thank you for giving towards the missions fund this morning. Uh, just a few announcements. Tomorrow night, Monday night, uh, is the school banquet. I think everyone, I hope everyone's aware of it by now. If not, it's coming up tomorrow night. If you need any more details, make sure you talk to me or Jen. Uh, but uh, Yoder's 6 o'clock tomorrow night is the Way of Jesus Academy school banquet. So actually, I think a lot of you are going to be there anyway. So we're looking forward to that. Any other announcements? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, coming up, I think I mentioned this before, but I'll do it again. Uh, our Christmas service is going to be December 22nd, the Thursday night before Christmas. We're going to have our Christmas service. We will not have a Christmas service on Sunday because that's uh, just what we chose to do this year with Christmas being on a Sunday. So we're going to have the service Thursday night. All right, any birthdays this week? None. All right, that's fine. Uh, we do have something else or something else that's scheduled this week, and we want to have a prayer for Lauren is having uh, surgery on Wednesday, and uh, is having a his pacemaker replaced. And, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong. The pacemaker, the current pacemaker, replaced, and they're going to install one with three wires instead of two wires. Um, just about so that's coming up Wednesday so that is a that is a big deal anytime you have surgery for sure but uh, replacing a pacemaker uh, is is certainly something um, you know that we look at and uh, say you know this is this is important you're dealing with the heart so Lauren we'd love to pray with you so why don't you just come on up Miriam if you want to come up as well uh, and I know probably all of us would love to just come up and surround them because most of us know Lauren Miriam but I'm going to ask a few of you uh, couples to come up and we're just going to have a, a time of blessing and prayer for, for Lauren and Miriam um, and especially for the surgery on, on mm -hmm. Wednesday. A few, I meant more than two, but <laughs> uh, so from wherever you're at, come on up and, uh, and even from where you're, you are, uh, we're just going to lift them up in, in prayer. Don't know what time the surgery is yet, Wednesday. Uh, he's going to find out Tuesday. So, uh, but I want to bless you as, as we go through, as you journey through this. Keith, do you want to start? We're just opening up and, and few, and we'll just pray a blessing on them. Go ahead. Father, thank you for Lauren and Miriam and their, um, their faithfulness in the body mm -hmm. of Christ. Thank you for the friendship that they have extended to all of us. And also we are so glad, Lord, to be able to count them as brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in uh, your family. Lord, um, you created Lauren, and you created his heart. And Father, I thank you that with today's technology and the medical world, um, just as advanced as it is, Lord, um, his heart can keep beating and ticking away. And Father, 
Um, thank you for that. Thank you for that gift that we can um, continue living and continue living uh, just a joyous life. Father, coming up to serve you this week, I ask that you would, um, first of all, just give him an inner peace. Know mm-hmm. Amen. You're with him. Um, Father, I pray that even during the surgery, that the, the surgeons, the surgeon techs, the nurses, would just sense that there is a presence of a holiness there. A Amen. A father who's there caring and loving and who um, is guiding. Lord, I pray that people would, would be touched by your spirit. Amen. I pray on them. Guide the doctor's hands. I pray that all the people that are um, there monitoring would be able to sense if anything's going wrong. Just alert them. Pray that your spirit would move. Amen. Lord, be with your son and daughter. Lord, I believe communion and new blessedness. Put a blessing on him. Stays in surgery easy. Because I know it's not easy. And it's not always guaranteed. But I do. But what we do, one thing that we do know that is you are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So Amen. So bless, bless everything that you have here today. Bless every friend and family that is coming up to to the, the family members for their surgery. That because I know it's not going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be a hard time. Lord, just, I just ask to that the surgery goes smooth and goes well, and that everything is just keeps going happy. Because without you, there's nobody without you. Mm-hmm. Lord God, you're almighty and you make the impossible the impossible possible. Amen. So Amen. I, I just come to you today just to bless the family and just have everything go smooth with the surgery. In Jesus' name.
Father, thank you that you're God. We were talking about your goodness this morning and how you see the whole picture. And God, you do see the whole picture. We just see moments just as we're living them a little bit at a time. And so, Father, just coming into this week and recognizing the, the surgery is coming up. And Lord, I pray a blessing on Lauren and Miriam as they prepare for that. Uh, emotionally physically too uh, spiritually and Lord I just pray a blessing on Lauren and Miriam and their family as they go through this week Father I want to thank you for your presence Lord I pray that uh, you would just that they would sense your nearness this week like never before uh, I know Lauren has had a surgery before so it's not the first time but it's still uh an important surgery it's it's a major surgery and so Lord I pray a blessing on Lauren as he goes through this week and as was mentioned before to the doctors and nurses the the staff that, that support him uh, in the surgery itself on Wednesday Lord we pray that the surgery would go well we pray that it would be successful and that uh, Lauren could could feel much better uh, with this other pacemaker that has uh, three wires in it. Uh, so thank you for Lauren and Miriam and their family. Father, thank you for what they mean to us as a family, to us as a church, the families, families here. Um, they're just so special. And so, Father, I just pray a blessing on them as they go through this week. Father, be glorified in all that is said and done this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. Thank you. For those of you that came up as well. <laughs> Lloyd, if you can pull up Job 23.10 and get it up there, that would be great. So last week, for those of you that were here last week, Ernest talked about marriage and he gave those seven reflections in marriage and if he had the picture up on the screen of this beautiful mountain and then in front of it was this beautiful lake and what was in the lake was a direct refle reflection of what was on the mountain and so what is being shown on the mountain is what was reflected in the lake and that's what he talked about he, he talked about marriages and that's how we are. We are a reflection. We are to be a reflection of God's image. We're to be image bearers. So I don't know if that stood, stuck out, uh, stuck out, if that really spoke to you last week, but it did to me in being aware of the reflection that we're supposed to be, uh, a beautiful reflection of God. And he also 
talked about were how much we are about defining, but we need to get over just the fact of being defining everything, but about living things to start living. So that's what Ernest talked about last week, which was which was really good. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about something that uh, as soon as he as soon as you can get uh, get Job twenty three ten up there. When you can, there we go. This is Job, chapter 23. I think we all know the story of Job. In verse 10, he says this, But I know the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Now, I don't know how good you can memorize or how good you can remember, but if you want to remember anything this morning, it's the second part here in this verse. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Now, Job knew a little bit about life here when he wrote this verse. He did. He has been through a lot of difficult moments. He has lived life quite pretty long when he wrote this. And I just think this is fascinating what he wrote. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Gold is something that is very precious. Gold is something that is very valuable. Gold goes through the fire. Gold gets beaten. Gold is pure. Gold is the real deal. And Job says, when he tests me, I'm going to come forth as gold. Now that this, this uh, verse is up here on the screen, I read an interesting uh, article this week. Uh, it's, it's some, some thought-provoking things. Uh, in, in regards to putting Bible verses up on the screen, uh, and the writer says, congregants are spoon-fed because the scriptures, sorry, congregants are, are spoon-fed scriptures with no reason to bring their Bibles to church. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I think that's, this, it's this accurate. We put so many verses on the screen uh, that you don't even need a Bible anymore. People can go to church without a Bible. So is a church called a Bible church if you never open your Bible? Do you think God intended his word when he wrote his word to be just another app on your phone? like one of 50 apps? Or do you think the Word of God, when he wrote this, wanted it to be separate from everything else? I have an app on my phone. I'm not going to lie. But I will say I read this here. I use my phone occasionally, but not a whole lot. This here doesn't get emails. It doesn't get texts. It doesn't get alerts when I'm reading it to, to distract me like my phone does. It doesn't even have a clock in it to say when I'm done reading. I'm saying that for, 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 for you to think about, really. Uh, what is the Word of God to you? Can a church be called a Bible church if it never opens the Bible? Anyway, well, we're not even going to talk. That's not what my t 
topic is this morning, but I read that. I just thought it's interesting because I'm like, well, here I am throwing up a verse right away in the beginning. But uh, we can still we can still learn from it. Uh, so when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Growing up a bo- as a boy, going to school, there was something that I needed to do. I didn't have a choice of doing it if I wanted to go to the next grade. I had to do this. And so I look back, you know, 30, 35 years ago, I had to do this at school. And this week I was thinking, wait a second, I'm still doing this. I'm not in school anymore. I'm still learning. So maybe I am in school, but I'm not physically walking into a classroom, but I'm still doing this. It's still part of my life. And as long as I'm going to live on this earth, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be dealing, facing what I'm going to be talking about here this morning. And then to start sending my boys to school and Zara to school, and they're doing the same thing. Like 30 years later, they're doing exactly what I did in school. Some things don't change. And it's this thing of a four-letter word. It's called a test. I had to do those in school. A lot of those, a lot of times I needed to really study for my tests. Tests had two outcomes. Either I passed or I failed. If I wouldn't have passed my tests in first grade, what if I went to second grade? No. I thank God I did. But I passed my tests in order to go to the next grade. And here I am, over 40 years old, and I'm still taking tests. And I still have some of the same outcomes. I either pass them or I fail them. Job says, when he tested me, I shall come forth as gold. We have a number of teachers in here. One, two, three, four. Five, six. All right, six teachers. All right, anyway, so we have a number of teachers in here. Teachers, why do you give them, why do you give your students tests? What's the purpose of a test? I'm asking for an answer. I was going to say make their life To make, <laughs> 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 all right, I don't know if I want to be in Dave's class because he gives tests to make it miserable. All right. Any other reasons? Why do you give Why do you give your teachers tests? Or uh, your teachers, your students tests? Um, they get to know what knowledge they know. Okay. So you give them a test to see their knowledge, see how much they know. Jason, you had your hand up. What were you going to say? To evaluate if they learned the content. Very good, very good. So a test is to evaluate if they learn the content. How do you deal with your tests? Why do you think God gives you tests? I think that's definitely one of the reasons right there, to know, to see, to evaluate where you're at. But also... As you pass tests, you learn 
and you grow. Very good words. To see if you're ready for the next level. Absolutely. Are you ready for the next level? The definition of test is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability of something. So I'm learning that I still have tests. I still take tests. And I think as long as I'm going to live, I have tests. And I started looking around at people, uh, which there's now 8 billion people uh, on the, in the world right now. And I think everyone has tests in one way or another. And so the question is not, can I get out of my tests? What I want us to learn here this morning is, what am I doing with my tests? Am I passing my tests? Job says, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job knew what tests were. And he's looking at this and he says, when he has tested me, the tests are what make something gold. So when you have a test, you pass or you fail. Is that, are those the only options, pass and fail, when you have a test? Are there other options? Do you have to do the test? You have to? Okay. Okay. Well, you answered my question by saying you don't have to. We have the option to bail out of our tests if we want to. We don't have to take them. Will you learn and grow if you do that, if you bail out, if you, pay, if you hop out of your tests? No, you won't. And so, but how often do you find yourself, or I find myself praying that God would remove the test? Instead of saying, Lord, help me walk through this test. I want to learn. I want to grow. I think this test is for a reason. Help me to learn what I can and not bail out. Have you ever asked God for a test? Like, did you really ever get, come to God and say, hey, God, give me a test? Seems like a pretty difficult question, I think. David did. Psalms 26, verse 2. I'm just going to look at a few verses here, what David did. Psalms 26, verse 2, David says this, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me, or test me. Try my mind and my heart. Psalms 139, 23, he says this, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, test me, and know my thoughts. 
So I look at David, and David to me is a biblical hero. David had a lot of tests. I mean, you know, he can kill a lion, then he killed a bear, then he killed Goliath. And, he, and if you look at that, uh, you know, first it was a lion, and then the bear, and then it was Goliath. Uh, and I'm like, man, that would be awesome. Give me a Goliath. I'd love to kill a Goliath with a stone. It's one thing to kill a nine-foot giant with like a big sword or something, but another thing, just give me a little stone. That's what David did. But if you see, if you look at his life journey, he had, he passed test, and then he passed another test, and then he passed another test. He kept passing tests. And as you keep passing tests, you keep learning, you keep growing. Now, did he pass all his tests? No, he didn't. David was very human. Some of his tests he did not pass. And those t failed tests actually cost him dearly. Think about it a little bit. The tests that he had with Bathsheba and how much that failed test cost him and his family. It was a big deal. See, our tests, whether we pass or whether we fail, don't only affect us, they'll affect future generations as well. And I look at David. Yes, David was a man after God's own heart. He had lots of tests that he passed, but he also failed some as well. There's so many other Bible characters you could talk about. Uh, Abraham, Moses, Noah, Elijah, Gideon, Mary, Ruth. Esther, uh, just, just so many Bible characters. You could have, you could talk long about people that pass their test in the Bible, but also you could probably, I'm sure you probably have family, parents, grandparents who you have been watching and you saw them go through difficult moments and you see how they passed the test. Or maybe you see how they failed the test. It can be either way, or maybe they completely bailed out of the test. They got into a difficult spot and just threw in the towel. So we have lots of people that pass tests. And so I'm, I'm looking at scripture and looking at all these Bible heroes that, you know, pass test after test. Uh, it's just, just amazing on, on how they passed their tests. You know, Abraham, Isaac, that's a huge one. God says, hey, go uh, sacrifice your son. And so Abraham goes to bed, and the next morning he gets up and goes. That was a test. And he passed the test. How about a failed test? There's someone that had a failed test that we're still reaping the, 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 the consequences of, and that's the very first woman is Eve. Eve had a test. She failed it. And I think we all, I'm not going to explain the story of Eve. I think we all know it. Because of Eve's failed test, we're still suffering those consequences. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So where do these tests take place? Like we talk of, you know, we looked at some of these Bible characters and David and Goliath and, and David with a bear and, and, and the lion, you know, those are physical tests 
where he got out and actually killed the lion or the bear or killed Goliath? Are we actually going out and, and, and hurting people? Is that how we're winning our battles? Or what for tests are we talking about this morning? I think a lot of the tests that we take, majority of them, get taken place up here in our minds. Our thought processes, how we handle our emotions. And we talked about it, uh, it was probably a month or two ago when we talked about, when we're looking at Romans 12, about renewing our minds. That's very important in winning our tests, is having a renewed mind. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can prove what's that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Renewing of the mind is probably one of the most important tools in passing tests. I mean, there's just all kinds of tests. You know, you have strength tests, you have eye tests, you have tests. I'm sure you're taking a blood test. Uh, you know, so there, there's all kinds of physical tests as well. But I'm not talking about those this morning. I'm talking about the tests that we deal with uh, in our mind of overcoming, of being obedient to what God tells us to do. Uh, overcoming temptation. Uh, we know that Satan is a, is a tempter. He's a liar, and he's going to try to tempt you as much as he can. He can. He's going to give you tests. Those are the kind of tests that I'm talking about passing this morning. As a man, the temptations that you have. As a woman, the temptations you have. Uh, overcoming those temptations. Passing those tests. When he has tried me, tests are going to come. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's what I want get, to get us to get here this morning, is to become like gold. And we won't become like gold unless we pass those tests. How do you see a test? when one comes there are some tests that are out of our control Lauren I'm going to use you as an example you didn't plan to have a pacemaker when you're whatever how mid 30s or whatever that wasn't your plan but I believe it's God's plan and so I see this as a God ordained test you how are you going to walk through it that's the test that I'm talking about this morning and I'm sure there's something in your life as well how do you walk through it you know for me uh, a, a huge test at the time I didn't see it as a test but when Damien passed away how do I respond when my nephew dies of cancer at 15 years old. It's a test. It was a test. Those are the things, I'm, the tests I'm talking about this morning that you're going through. When he has tried you, I want you to come forth as gold. So pass these tests this morning. James opens up his writing when he starts the book of James, chapter 1, 
James starts writing. He says, count it all joy, brothers, when you fall into various tests or various temptations. See, James knew the importance, just like Job, James knew the importance of testing. They're important, but I want you to pass your test. Because he says, knowing the testing of your faith produces patience. Same chapter, verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. When he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those that love him. We want success. We pray for success. We want to be successful. We look up to people that are successful. I still do. I remember in school, you know, I looked up to the ones that were in first and second grade. I looked up to the sixth and seventh graders. You know, they were older. They got there by passing their tests. I eventually got there by passing my tests. But I'm, there's still people that I look up to that uh, I, call, I call successful. But they didn't just slide into success. That's just not how it works. It takes practice. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes work. You have to pass your tests. And you can go from uh, non-scripture heroes. You can have you know, your, your Steph Curry, your Ja Morant, your Kobe Bryant. Um, and I knew I'd get these guys' attention right here <laughs> when I said those names. But you have these guys that are really good basketball players. They didn't just slide into that position. There is probably a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot of physical going on there and passing those tests, but there's also a lot of mental and emotional tests that they passed to get to the position to where they are as basketball players. So I want us just to understand this morning the purpose and the value of tests. They're to make you better. They're to make you stronger. They're to make you healthier. God knows what he's doing when he gives you a test. He really does. He really wants the best for us. And so I'm encouraging you this morning to embrace your tests and to pass them. When he has tried you, that you can come forth as gold. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for your sovereignty and your plan for us. Father, I know that your plan for each one of us is, is to prosper us, is to give us a hope, is to give us a future. That's your plan. But your plan is also for us to grow and to mature and to become better. And that happens through testings. Father, I want to thank you for, for Job this morning and for the way that, for the tests that he passed in his life. Very difficult tests. And for the words that he wrote that 
and he recognized that when you tried him, he came forth as gold. And Lord, I pray for each one of us here this morning with the tests that we have that, well, maybe we're in a test right now. Maybe we just got out of a test. Maybe we're about to go into a test. I'm asking, Father, that you would give us the strength and the courage and the ability to recognize. First of all, recognize that it is a test, but give us the strength and the ability to pass our tests and to embrace them, and that through these, we can come forth as gold. Bless each person that's here. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.